0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, happy Memorial Day weekend to you all. Uh, And as you know, as Pastor Davis shared with us, uh, the official reason for Memorial Day is to pause and to stop as a nation, as individual citizens, and to appreciate the sacrifice that has been made on our behalf by servicemen and women, right? Uh, We think about how people have given their lives to provide our freedom, to protect us uh, as a country. Uh, That's the official reason for Memorial Day. But there's also some unofficial things that come along with this weekend, right? Uh, It is unofficially the start to summer, right? Uh, It's not the official start to summer, but the unofficial start. It's the beginning of grilling season, barbecue season. It's when people think we should probably put the boat in the water, maybe open up the pool, maybe we should uh, go swimming, dig out the shorts from the basement, get ready for summer. Uh, According to the archaic rules of fashion, you can now wear white, and you can do that until Labor Day. I don't know who made that rule. I don't think anyone follows it anymore, but you're free to do that now. And it's also the start to the summer travel season. Uh, Many people are traveling this weekend. Maybe you're here visiting us because you're traveling from somewhere else. And I'm sure this summer you're going to probably do some traveling. Uh, Maybe you'll be going across the world, maybe across the country, maybe you'll travel across the state. Maybe you're just traveling across town, but I'm sure you're going somewhere this summer. And I don't know how you are, but when I travel, I always have this nagging feeling that I'm forgetting something. I always have this sense that, that I'm, I'm not fully prepared for the trip. So here's what I do. Uh, I think about exactly what I'm going to need for the trip, how long I'm going to be gone, where I'm going, what I'm going to be doing, and I think about how much I need to bring, what I need to bring, and I deliberately, carefully pack it all up. And then I zip up the bag, and then five seconds later I'm thinking, hmm, what am I forgetting? So then I unzip the bag, and I look inside, and no, okay, I've got what I need, never mind. I zip it back up, and then immediately... What am I forgetting? There must be something I don't have. Uh, My wife can attest to this. It's actually so bad that sometimes I'll leave the driveway with the family. We'll get halfway through the subdivision, and I'll stop the car, and I'll go to the back, and I'll pull out the luggage and say, oh, okay, I got enough socks. We're good. We're good. Now, I know it's kind of weird, but I'd imagine some of you might be like this in some regard. And even if you're not that bad, We all do this in some capacity, right? Uh, When you leave the house, you check to make sure you've got your phone. When you leave the house, you check to make sure that you've got your purse or your wallet. If you're a parent with young children, you leave the house and you make sure you've got diapers, a change of clothing, a sippy cup, snacks, more snacks, more snacks, uh, everything you could possibly need. Uh, Maybe you make sure that you've got the right medication, whatever it is. Now, why do we do this? Well, it makes sense, right? You want to make sure that you are fully prepared so that you can fulfill the purpose of that trip. You want to make sure you are completely prepared so that the purpose of that trip can be fulfilled. So if you leave on a vacation and you don't have the right clothing, it's going to be really hard to enjoy yourself, right? If you're going on a business trip and you forgot to bring your laptop That's going to be trouble. If you go somewhere and you don't have your wallet, it's going to be a struggle. You want to make sure you are fully prepared, having everything you need so that you can fulfill the purpose of the trip. Uh, And in this sermon, we are concluding our sermon series, our Easter sermon series, uh, on the eyewitnesses of the resurrection, Uh, realizing how the empty tomb, the resurrection of Jesus is not fake news, but it's truth. It's real news and that Jesus gave us eyewitnesses who saw Jesus and were able to be witnesses to us today that that he is, in fact, risen. And what we're going to think about today is how Jesus prepared the disciples for an adventure. He prepared them so that they could fulfill the purpose that he had in mind for them. Uh, So feel free to have your Bibles out in front of you. We're looking at Luke 24, Uh, the end of Luke, what we heard in our gospel reading, but also a few verses before that. And we hear Jesus say this, Luke 24, this is verse 44. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Now, if we're tracking along in Luke's gospel, Uh, Jesus is with the disciples, he's looking at them, he's talking to them, and what does he say? While I was still with you. What gives? While I was still with you, is he not still with them? He's talking to them, he's speaking these words to them, but he says, while I was still with you. Well, Jesus is alluding to what's about to happen. Uh, He's directing the disciples to something that's coming up in just a few moments, that soon he will not be with them. Uh, Soon he's going to ascend into heaven in glory to God's right hand, Uh, that he's been with them for the past three years. But now he won't be with them, or at least not in the exact same way that he has been with them. So he says, while I was still with you. But before Jesus ascends, uh, he makes sure that his disciples are fully, completely prepared. Uh, Like somebody preparing to go on an adventure, to go on a trip, Jesus makes sure that they are fully packed up, that they've got exactly what they need. They're not lacking in anything, that they have all that they could possibly need for this new adventure. Uh, Jesus makes sure they are fully prepared so they can fulfill this new purpose. And he does this in three ways. Jesus makes sure that the disciples are packed up and ready to go in three different ways. First of all, Jesus gives them truth. Jesus gives his disciples truth. Uh, Luke 24, we've heard these words, verse 44. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Jesus gives them his word. He gives them God's word. He gives them scripture. Uh, Jesus points to them, and he says, this is speaking about me in the law of Moses, in the prophets, in the Psalms. Uh, He takes them on a Bible study, essentially, Uh, exactly what he does with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, those two men. Uh, Jesus does the same thing here. He points them to scripture, saying, if you want to hear about me, if you want to see where you can find me, where I'm speaking to you, look In God's word, he gives them truth so that they are fully prepared. He gives them God's word. That's the first thing Jesus does to make sure that they are ready to go. The next thing, Jesus gives them wisdom. Jesus gives his disciples wisdom. Uh, The next verse, right after that, verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the Scripture. He opened their minds to understand the Scripture. So notice, Jesus doesn't just give them truth. He doesn't just point to Scripture and where he's at in Scripture, but he actually opens up their minds so they can comprehend it, so they can understand what's going on. He gives them wisdom and maturity to make sense of it all, not just giving them truth but guiding them in the truth he's given them. I was at a Bible study earlier this week, and we were talking about being bold. What does it mean to be bold? And somebody brought up a really good point in that conversation, that it's not enough just to be bold, but that boldness has to be married with wisdom and maturity. That if you're just bold, but you don't have wisdom or maturity, that turns into brashness, right? And that's exactly what Jesus is doing here. He gives them the bold truth, but then he gives them wisdom. He gives them maturity. He gives them understanding so that they are guided in that truth, how to speak it, how to share it, how to internalize it for themselves. Jesus gives them wisdom. And then finally, the third thing. Jesus gives them a promise. He gives them a promise Uh, Luke 24, this is verse 49. Jesus says, Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Now, notice this promise that Jesus gives them. It's Trinitarian, right? I am sending the promise of my Father, and you will be clothed from on high. The Son is sending the promise of the Father and the certainty of the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus is giving them a promise. He says, you're not going to be alone. I'm not leaving you as orphans, but I'm giving you my promise, my word, that you will have the promise of the Father, the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They have a promise of God. They have all that they need. And then, after they are fully prepared... After Jesus has packed them up, packed them with truth, packed them with wisdom, packed them with promises, then he sends them out. After they're prepared, he sends them out with a purpose. Uh, Jesus says this Luke 24, this is verse 48 You are witnesses of these things. You are witnesses of these things. Now you look at that, and it may not seem like Jesus is sending the disciples out with these words, right? But in fact, he is. Uh, That word witness, in Greek, it's martyres, or martyr. Martyr. So Jesus is saying to them, you are witnesses of these things. But in other words, Jesus is saying, you are going to be martyrs in my name. You are going to be martyrs for My name. Jesus is sending the disciples out with a purpose, to be witnesses to the empty tomb, to live as witnesses of the empty tomb, and to even die as witnesses of the empty tomb. And this is what happens, right? He sends them out, and they live, and they die, proclaiming the name of Jesus. First, it's James. He's the first disciple to die a martyr's death. Then Philip then Matthew, then Andrew, then Peter. Countless disciple after disciple after disciple. This broader network of followers of Jesus living as witnesses and even dying as witnesses. Proclaiming his name, proclaiming the hope and the certainty, the truth of the empty tomb. Jesus prepared them and then he sent them out with a purpose. But you see, this isn't just some people. Jesus didn't just do this for a few of the disciples. He didn't just do this for the 11. But Jesus has done this for all of his followers, for you, for me, for the church, for the whole body of Christ. He has prepared us, and he sent us out with a purpose. Uh, You, here today, Jesus has prepared you fully. Uh, If you are in Christ Jesus, he has fully prepared you in every way imaginable. Uh, Through faith in him, your sins have been given to Jesus. He has taken them. He has absorbed them. He's put them on the cross. He's buried them in the tomb. They're gone. Gone. Covered in his blood. And in return, Jesus has filled you with righteousness, with peace, with holiness, with perfection. Not your perfection, but his perfection. Uh, In the waters of baptism, he's put his name on you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's put this promise saying you're not just nobody. You're not just anybody, but you are mine. You are prepared in Jesus. Shalom, fullness, ready to go. And then, and then he sent you out. Jesus has sent you out. You are deployed into your community to proclaim the name of Jesus, to be a witness to him. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples, but he speaks these words to you here today. You are witnesses of these things. You have been sent out into your family, into your neighborhood, into your workplace. You've been sent out into your school, into your soccer team, into your swim club. You've been sent out into the community fully prepared by jesus but he sent you out with a purpose to love others with the love of christ to tell others about his good news about the name of jesus to be a witness that there is in fact hope in this world because death has been swallowed up by him you are prepared and you have a purpose because he sent you out and i want to conclude this sermon Uh, with some words from a book. Uh, It's a book called Loved and Sent uh, by Pastor Jeff Cloyter. And he's describing the Christian life when he writes these words. Uh, He says this, you are loved more than you can imagine and sent with more purpose than you thought. You are loved more than you can imagine and sent with more purpose than you thought. In Christ Jesus, you are loved. And he has prepared you in every way imaginable. Prepared you for today, for tomorrow, for all eternity. But then he sent you out with a purpose. That your days are not without a purpose, not without meaning. But your relationships, your interactions, your hours, your days, everything has a purpose. Because he has sent you out. So if you ever wonder, am I loved? If you ever wonder, does my life have a purpose? The answer, in Christ Jesus is yes and yes. This is most certainly true. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.